Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And before we get into this five-game NBA slate tonight, Coach, we need to know how Top Golf went last night. Did Dawson allow you to beat him or did he give you a, a good challenge? Well, I'll tell you what the stunner of the night was my daughter Lindsay, who was not the sports person through school. I, it was like uh, one of those Rain Man for golf things. She steps <laughs> wow. up there, takes a big rip, and just drills it down the center like 165 yards, right down the middle. And then, you know, she it was amazing. And she kept hitting the ball so well. I think we may have missed her calling through all these ah. years. So um, That sounds like a fun without, highlight. Yeah, it was amazing. And then uh, as far as Dawson goes uh, – Let's just say I'm glad he was a hoops player. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's but, in that generation now that uh, probably specialized a little bit more. Um, back in my generation and, and before, it was more acceptable to play multiple sports growing up and longer. But uh, times have changed. And you get into that AAU circuit with hoops, and it, it becomes a tough schedule throughout the summer. You don't have time for golf. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, the, the best athletes in school in our day, you played every sport. And now, like you said, I mean, those AAU coaches and the select leagues and the travel teams, you basically have to decide on one sport by the time you're in like seventh or eighth grade. That's right. It's, it's really gotten uh, crazy that way. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hit the ball a lot better than uh, than I thought I would. So now I'm itching to get out on the real course. And uh, so I got to contact my buddies down the road here, uh, Justin, uh, Jordan Spieth and Will Zalatoris <laughs> and see, no, I, I don't Ryan know Palmer. those guys. See, he'll probably want to get in that foursome too. That would be the foursome. Yeah, they <laughs> they literally live 10, 15 minutes from me, but yeah. they, they'd laugh me off the, the course there right. with a, a boot in the pants. That's for sure. You could be their caddy or their scorekeeper or something. I could do that. Yeah. I, I'm a good caddy, actually. I've done that a few times and uh, I enjoy that, so. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me go get them their their drinks or something. There you go. <laughs> well, we're going to fo- uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so we're going to focus on the guys who specialize in basketball now in the that's NBA. That's That's better. On this five-game slate. A lot of fun last night with Jokic, uh the MVP. My goodness. Uh just crushing it for our FanDuel GPP lineup. That was a lot of fun that game and then we had a 1% after hours lineup on FanDuel, yes. so uh, let's see if we can back it up today with uh, even more winners, even yeah. bigger winners, uh, now that you're all rested after after the birthday. So we've got an yep. interesting one here with seven teams out of ten tonight on the front end of a back-to-back. Strange. But we do have two high-scoring potential games here out of five with, with the totals over 230 on betus.com.pr presenting sponsors. So let's start us off with the 730 tip. We will do that. You know, I got to make one comment, though, because normally I, I I see like every highlight I'm moving from every game to game. But obviously last night, you know, I, I went out with the kids. And so I didn't really see any of the Curry highlights until mm-hmm. I got home. Are you kidding me? I mean, do you can you believe the way he's shooting the ball right now? From deep, too. I mean, he's just pulling up from wherever, whenever, as soon as he has a sliver of an opportunity – um 10 more threes again just crazy phenomenal 
I mean, if if anybody ever had a doubt that he was the greatest shooter in the history of basketball, I mean, these this last last push or not maybe not last. He's thirty three, but this push is just. I mean, there's nobody. And I mean, I've watched sports, uh, basketball, NBA, like since I can remember when I was walking at, as a, and I've never seen anybody even close to what what he does on the court shooting the basketball so I had to I had to say it because it just I'm in awe of his his ability and and the huge difference between him and maybe the second best shooter of all times that's what's really staggering you know he's one of a kind and I was talking to my wife last night about he and Seth his brother since they were playing against each other guarding each other some and talking about how Seth is an above-average shooter. And it's <laughs> unfortunate that his brother is the greatest ever, you know, because yeah. if he was a regular NBA player without Steph as his brother, he'd be considered a really good shooter, and he'd get a lot of attention for that. But he, t- he yeah. has to take a back burner. But at least yeah. it's not a situation where he's a bad shooter or a below-average player. I mean, he's, he's legit, True. and he's yeah. getting better and better. But that was kind of fun to see him trying to guard Steph and and just he had no chance it was I you know I get the biggest kick out of the the last time that the Warriors played the Hornets uh Del Curry who a lot of people thought was the the best shooter of all time uh, before Steph you know Steph's dad right he he calls the game and he said still to this day Seth will not say that Steph is a better shooter than him. <laughs> I love it. He insists, and yeah. he's always challenging him to these shootouts and everything else. <laughs> love the it's competitiveness. Awesome, man. You got to love it. All right. It, we get an extra half an hour today, Andrew. Yep. How about that? 7.30. Yeah, 7.30 game. The first one on the slate. Uh, not anything to really write home about, although it's better than the, the first game that you have. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's Orlando at Atlanta. Atlanta is 12-point favorite, first night of a back-to-back. It is an island game for Orlando. Uh, the total's 218.5, so not uh, anything to write home about there. Definite big spread in, in uh, these five games as far as uh, the expected over-under. As far as pace goes, Orlando 17th, Atlanta 21st. The upside here, though, is you've got two struggling defense. Orlando 26th. Atlanta, it's amazing because they were bad. Then the coach took over and they spiked up. And guess what? They're back down to sort of where they started. They're down to 22. So they are getting scored upon here. That make, this that makes it a little bit interesting. I'll give you all the guys that are out, even the ones that have been out for a long time, just to give you a feel of you know how they're constructing their team with literally half these Teams have half their team out. So for Orlando, Ennis, Ross, MCW, and Porter uh, are all out. And for Atlanta, it's Gallo, Dunn, Hunter, Reddish, and Snell. So, you know, a lot of those guys have been out for quite some time. But Gallo uh, certainly has been a big part of their uh, rotation. So a couple of things to look at here. You know, you've got Cole Anthony that has stepped back in, uh, been in a handful of games now, handling the point. It looks like Gary Harris uh, is settling into the the shooting guard spot. And then Bacon Okiki, who I've been on lately, and Wendell Carter Jr. That seems to be the mode of, of who their starting lineup is. And then they're bringing, you know, a couple of young guys off the bench like Mo Bamba, 
And, uh, you know, I think they're just trying to get some continuity and see who fits and works together. And so, you know, because they have some decisions to make in the offseason. And then at Atlanta, other than, you know, Hunter being out all this time, has, a, you know, a good portion of their regular lineup that they're hoping to go into the playoffs with, with young Bogdanovich, Herter, Collins, and Capella. And this is Collins' second game back. So he'll probably get his feet uh, about him a little bit. Uh, you know, this isn't a game I don't think you can, uh, you know, jump up and down about as far as stacking or anything like that. Uh, but I think there are some decent plays that are, aren't priced uh, badly. Um, I still think Okiki is somewhat their feature guy in Orlando right now. And Wendell Carter Jr. has been playing well, but not the Capella matchup for me. Um, and with Mo Bamba getting decent backup minutes, uh, I'm going to steer clear of that. Um, you know, I think Okiki and Collins on the other side are both playable. Collins' prices come down a little bit, um, and I think he'll get back to uh, mostly his main run. I haven't <clears throat> haven't heard of any minutes restriction being extended on him at this point. Um, other than that, I'm not sure I want to go to Trey or Bogdanovich just because of the price up. Um, Bogdanovich is fantastic. I love playing him, but, you know, literally his – Salary has more than doubled in the last uh, three weeks or so. So now you're talking about instead of getting a value guy, he's not even really a mid-level build guy anymore. He's getting into that upper group on the lower side, but he's still getting up there. So I don't, you know, I, there's a couple other games I want to stack, specifically the late game. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at one off possibly here from each side maximum, and, and that's probably about it. Yeah, probably the same for me. Uh, Bogdan is priced where he should be based on his talent level. No, so you're right. Good to no see doubt. that. Yeah. Um, you know, guards have had success here against Orlando recently. Their defense is getting worse and worse. But, yeah. you know, it, it is it is a little bit crowded with all those guys getting up 15 to 20 shots, including Herter. So I, I probably won't go there either. I am kind of interested in Capella. Uh, he showed... Yeah in that last game, what he's capable of, 25 and 24. I mean, Amazing. that's the kind of game that should happen a lot more often for him when he yeah. gets 30-plus minutes. And we certainly have enjoyed attacking Wendell Carter Jr. all season with opposing centers. So Capella yeah. is a price-up option here. There are several centers that I'm interested in. So it's a tough decision on FanDuel where you can only play one of them. Yeah, uh, We had fun talking with one of our members yesterday uh, about that on FanDuel and the, the strategy and how much it can shift the slate is yes. picking that only, only one center on FanDuel. Uh, so that, that'll be a key thing again tonight. Uh, so, yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. And, and he made a good point that, you know, that, that changes. I mean, they shift people from center to power forward and back and forth. They really should go. I mean, I can understand dual eligibility and just keeping it to a minimum, but there should be some of that, you know, just to give a little bit of variance, but it is what it is. My question to you on Capella, though, is my concern is I think he's a little pricey. And I, I know he can throw that 25 and 25 game on the board at the drop of a hat. But here's my, my question to you. They love to play small ball portion of the game and move Collins to center. And now that Collins has come back, that just that extra five minutes 
or six minutes of run that Capella gets at center, I think he's probably going to lose again. And that's the only thing that concerns me. Yeah, it, that's a risk. Um, I mean, the question is, how many minutes does Collins get? He got 20 in the last game. I don't think he's going to bump up to 30. So Capella should still get a a solid run. But yeah, his price has gone up. So it's a little bit risky. You need him out there uh, for for full minutes. Full run, yeah. On the Orlando side, I do kind of like Gary Harris and and Dwayne Bacon here. You could go with one of those guys as a shooting guard. Good price. Especially Bacon, 3800 on FanDuel, yeah. and he's that key guy with without Terrence Ross in there. Yes, you know, he's their really go-to scorer. Yeah, so I, he's I like getting the minutes. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. All right, game two, coach. It is one that is not very attractive, like you said. They Charlotte and New York played earlier, one hundred nine eighty-eight, and sure yeah. enough, the total here today is two hundred eight. Knicks favored by five. They are twenty seventh in pace and third best defensively. So it's a just not a fun matchup in general. And with the news here, we have LaMelo still out, but I wanted to point out, apparently he may come back in 7 to 10 days. So Charlotte, yeah. got to be excited at that, about that. They're still at 500. Uh, Nate Darling, one of their guards, is also out. But Devontae Graham is questionable, and that'll be a big turning point here. On the New York side, we have Alec Burks still out. So let's look at this guard rotation for Charlotte. Terry Rozier was a monster against Portland without Graham. He was my first guy in, and boy, did he show up. He basically hit value in the first half and finished it off with almost a 30-point triple-double. But he's got the Knicks here, so uh, tougher decision. And if Graham plays, that'll take away from him. Yes. If Graham sits and we get... Cody Martin starting again. He's another shooting guard value option you could look at. He got 38 minutes in the last game, 5, 7, yeah. and 7. Guy that can do a little bit of everything. Um, and then how about P.J. Washington? Just once again, he comes off the bench and has one of his best games of the year. Just, that You talk about a guy that's hard to figure out. I mean, you got to be kidding me. He's one of the most volatile players in the <sighs> NBA. Just incredible. Uh I, so I, I don't plan to go there. And then Miles Bridges also, of course, gets a big bump here if Graham yeah. is still out, but now he's priced up a little bit. Not a great matchup. So um, if Graham sits, I might look at one of these guys, Rogier, uh, Cody Martin, but not thrilled about this game. And then on the Knicks side, Randall is the stud. Uh, he is a, a machine out there, so aggressive, having an awesome season. I don't know if I want to pay up for him. There are some guards later in the slate that I'd probably rather get in that price range. R.J. Barrett is the guy I might look at. Uh, yeah. Last guy in type thing. 5,800. He can get you 35 fantasy points. Um, and then with the guards, we do have Alec Burks out, which really does give an opportunity. We saw Derrick Rose step up big time last, last game with 35 minutes, but... Um, I don't see myself going there either. So um, maybe one guy here, but not not much interest in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I, I've been targeting Charlotte players a lot lately because of the their rotation and, and the minutes they're getting. And it's done, you know, it's done well for me. But this Knicks team just flat out slows the ball down. I don't care who they're playing. They slow it down. They defend well. They get you in that half-court set. They work the ball to to uh, 
to their man, uh, uh, Randall. And I can't, I can't even think of Julius Randall, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so I, I mean, I'm a little bit hesitant there. I, I, I would not trust P.J. Washington. For people that chase that last game, this game, good luck. He may do it again, but I think there's just as much or better of a chance that he lays an egg. And, I mean, you just never know with him. So I, if you want to play P.J., you do it in a GPP. I would not suggest doing it in cash. Um, Miles Bridges, you know, he's a little bit volatile too. He's hard to to really pinpoint and, and get a solid game uh, from. And McDaniels uh, does some decent stuff. He's he's okay out there. But for me, it's pretty simple. If 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 Graham sits, I very well could go back to Rozier just because of the minutes, the usage, uh, the fact that you know. I think the Knicks overall team defense is really good, but you know, the, from the guard side, it, it's probably the weakest of the, you know, uh, of the positions for them. So I still think Rozier could do well. I know his price is up there, but uh, it's not up there with the big elite. So if Graham's out, I'm going to consider Rozier. If, if Graham plays, probably not going to go anywhere with Charlotte. Um, you know, the, it's hard not to put Julius Randle in your player pool. The amount of time, the usage, the whole nine yards, they, they really don't often um, blow people out because of the pace. So you would think that, you know, the minutes will be there. Of course, tips, places, guys, a million minutes. And, you know, Randall's going to get uh, a little bit of a, a look for me. I think because this game is such a low total that people are just going to automatically skip by it. But, uh, you know, I'm going to give some consideration to Randall, and then, uh, you know, the entire Rozier thing will be up in the air based on Graham. But other than that, I don't think you have to dig dig in and try to find, you know, uh, a surprise guy in there to, to make it work. So um, that's about it for me. Well, bold prediction here. You're going to have more exposure to the other 730 game. You think so? Yeah. I think it might um, be wise. It will. I will definitely. It's not <laughs> my, my number one game, though, believe it or not, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, that third game. So we have three games at 730 Eastern and then two at 10 Eastern. Very bizarre uh, schedule, but it really works out nice for the after hours slate because you got the other three games in the bag and then you got the two games uh, for later. So and remember, if, if you join us, uh, every day you can anticipate that you're going to get that main slate in the NBA, and then we're going to more than likely do uh, an after hours if it sets up right like like it does uh, tonight. And you're going to get uh, a coach's clipboard for the full lineup on DraftKings, which will give you a player pool with highlighted players to choose from, full lineup on FanDuel, full lineup on Yahoo, including a GPP uh, for uh, FanDuel. So, uh, we'd love to have you join us. Great time to jump in with all the sports going on. There's a massive baseball slate tonight, 13 games. Uh, so we'll be covering that as well. And same scenario with giving out the lineups there and the coaches clipboard in DraftKings. So love to have you. You can get as uh, low as a three-day pass for $10. Try us out. Uh, several other options, including betus.com.pa if you sign up with them for the first time and deposit 149 you get a free membership with coach talk all the way through june 1st so you've got a good five and a half almost six weeks free 
at Coach Talk, and then you get to uh, use that money at BetUS. So we would love to have you in there for sure. And by the way, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, this is the big ask. We'll ask on the way out the door as well. Thumbs up, subscribe, hit the little alert button in the top corner. That is really important to us. We're get creeping towards some big milestones here at Coach Talk regarding members and regarding subscribers on YouTube. And we really could use your help uh, getting to that next level. So we really appreciate it. And if you want to catch us during the day here uh, on Twitter, if you're not a member, I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And we are often posting things there. Our man, Joe Stanton, uh, is always putting up our uh, plays of the day as far as value plays, pay up guys. You know, so we're, we're getting as much information out there uh, to our listeners as possible. But if you want all of the info, uh, just sign up right at our uh, website, uh, coachtalk.com, and we'll get you right in our Discord, and you'll have uh, all of that right at your fingertips. So we would love to have you in there. All right, so the the one of the two high total games on the day is this Brooklyn-New Orleans game. It is the 7-30, third 7-30 game. Pelicans are favored by three. So let me ask you this, Andrew. Did that surprise you? Uh, no, not really, since Harden and KD are both out again. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know the Pels got their guys back pretty much, uh, but their depths, they still have some some guys out. I don't know. I, I thought it'd be more to pick him i was a little surprised because they still have you know Kyrie, and he's you know running the show there so i don't know just a, i thought it was a little interesting but uh you do have uh, the pels also on an island game that may help brooklyn is on the first night of a back-to-back and we know nash likes to you know get a little bit of rest in there for his guys um as far as the pace goes it's good brooklyn ninth and pelicans 13th and the defenses aren't good. You've got Brooklyn 19th, which actually is a hell of a lot better. They were 29th at a low point. So to move all the way to 19th, they've definitely ratcheted up the D. Um, the Pelicans, on the other hand, are, are still down there at 28. So they are not defending. So what does that give us here? Well, first of all, Brooklyn, we know, has a million guys out. I'll tell you who they all are. Harden, Chioza. Johnson, Claxton, Durant, and Perry. So you got a half a dozen there of guys that are out. And then on the Pell side, uh, you've got James Johnson, doubtful, and then Na and Hart will remain out for a while still. So how does this game match up? I mean, you've got good pace, good potential here. This could be a key game or the, the most key game uh, if you go that direction. Um, I, you know... When two of the three bigs are out for Brooklyn, in my opinion, it's if you don't consider that that third guy, then you it doesn't make sense because their usage points, everything that they do there are completely dominated by Harden, Durant, and Irving. So when one of them's out, it's it's not real cut and dry because it, it's still being shared and you don't know which guy is going to go off. But when two of them are out and, and it's a go-to guy against a defense that really doesn't stop people well at all, especially, you know, at the guard spot, uh, Kyrie Irving is my lock and load for the day, Andrew. He's going to be in 
100% of my lineups cash and GPP. think he's a must-have. I'm not concerned about the price because there is plenty of value with all the guys out. And, you know, I don't even want to chase down uh, these other guys uh, on Brooklyn. It's just too tough. You know, Harris can be decent. Sham, it's up and down. What's going to happen with Green, DJ, Griffin? You know, you still, even though there's so many guys out, there's nobody that you can say, okay, this guy's solid 30 DFS points is the second banana to Irving. I just don't know who that's going to be. So it's Kyrie or bust for me on the Brooklyn side. And then on the Pels side, you know, I, I sort of like Lonzo Ball a little bit here. I think that, you know, Kyrie's defense is not good. The pace is going to be really good. Um, he seems to be getting his legs under him after a couple of games back from being out. So, I, you know, I want to consider him. And then, you know, the big decision is, do you, you know, spend up for Ingram or Zion, which both are extremely playable. Um, and I, I could see backing either guy. Now, obviously, I, I'm not going to be able to afford both. Um, I don't even really know if I want to play both. But uh, actually, uh, strangely enough, I'm slightly leaning to, to Brandon Ingram here because I think he's going to get some open shots. Uh, with the guys that they have out, they've been playing a lot of small ball with uh, Irving Harris and Shamit in there. And Harris, you know, I don't think he can guard Ingram. So I'm not sure what the matchup is going to be. Whereas with Zion, they can bang bodies against them, you know, like Green and Griffin and DJ, just enough to give them a little bit of trouble inside. And we know out of his, you know, 20 shots, 18 of them are going to be dunks or at the rim. So. Uh, I think they can jam it up a little bit for him. So I, I'm going to spend up big time here, probably Kyrie leaning towards Ingram and with a slight possibility of Lonzo. I like Kyrie here as well for the reasons you mentioned. I don't know if I can fade him. I think he'll probably be 100% locked for me as well. And I'm really curious about the starting lineup for Brooklyn. Uh, Coach Nash is one who mixes and matches a little bit based on yeah. the matchup. Uh, Blake Griffin started last game. DeAndre Jordan was not in the rotation, but do they switch that against Adams? Does DJ get the start? Uh, I'm thinking Jeff Green will probably get the start at the four to defend Zion. I would think. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a good price. So, so is Joe Harris specifically on FanDuel. I agree that it's hard to predict which one of those guys is going to be worth it, if at all. But, uh, I could see somebody playing Harris or, or, or Green as a small forward on FanDuel in the mid-4K range. I also do like Shamit, who is coming in here feeling great after scoring 30 points against Miami when Durant went down and left early. He got 38 minutes. Uh, so there's a guy you could also look at uh, to take yeah. advantage of this high pace, high-scoring game. With New Orleans, one thing that uh, jumped out at me looking back at when these two teams played before, it was a blowout. They put up 250 points, but nobody played big minutes because it was Brooklyn winning by 28. But it was one of Eric Bledsoe's better games, and I don't remember watching it, but I think that Kyrie must have been guarding him for him to be that successful. So I think if they go with Bruce Brown against Lonzo, then uh, this could be a Bledsoe night for me. Uh, he is, okay. you know, a lot cheaper than Lonzo. And then 
you know, looking at roster construction here, I think I also am more likely to go Ingram over Zion with the savings in the small forward spot. And uh, don't know if I'll get anywhere into this bench with New Orleans. Najee Marshall has been pretty solid, yeah, uh, but not my favorite value play here. So, yeah, Kyrie, uh, possibly Bledsoe, and, and maybe another value play here. This is uh, a pretty, pretty juicy game here to, to get some investment into tonight. No doubt. All right, we move to the two 10 o'clock games, starting with the Clippers in Portland. This is the other TNT uh, game after Brooklyn and New Orleans. And we have a seven-point favorite with the Clippers in Portland and a 223.5 total, front end of a back-to-back for both teams. On the Clippers' side, we have Ibaka and Beverly still out. Yogi Ferrell has been signed. He is not on the uh, slate on DraftKings. He is in the player pool on FanDuel. Just, I'm not going to play him, just mentioning him for potentially uh, impacting that guard rotation off the bench. And then with Portland, we have Lillard and Nurkic out. So so big news there. Um, with the Clippers, because it's the front end of a back-to-back, I think we need to be a little bit cautious with Paul George and Kawhi. And if you're going to play them, then make sure you have that backup plan in place. Because we've seen before that in a front end of a back-to-back, they pull one of these guys at the last second. So so make sure you know what you're going to do if you have one of those guys slotted into your lineup. It is a great matchup. So it's it's a pretty solid uh, potential here for either of those guys. You know, Paul George has been really consistent lately. Yeah. Um, so I probably lean him, lean that way. But uh, Kawhi... You know, was really great in limited minutes in, in his last game. So either one of those guys could smash. Um, Zubots is uh, looking at a nice matchup here against Cantor, but I, I probably do prefer Cantor on the other side, getting that, that start without Nurkic. Uh, so this is where, you, you know, you start to look at the center position again and you think, well, uh, Cantor's a lot cheaper than Capella, uh, so it it maybe suggests that Capella would be more of a GPP option. Uh, Cantor feels pretty good for cash here tonight. Or you could go with both of them on DraftKings. I don't know if I want to go with any of the other guys here with the Clippers. Uh, Going to share some minutes here with Rondo, Mann, and, and Kennard off the bench most likely. Reggie Jackson's been playing well. He's a little bit more expensive. Uh, with Portland, we've got C.J. McCollum running the show here. Uh, tough defensive matchup. Do they go with, uh, you know, Paul George against him? Uh, or does he get some Reggie Jackson defense? Um, I don't I don't know if I'm going to get to CJ here. I, I love his usage, but I think, you know, since I'm already going to pay up for Kyrie, uh, and I may pay up for Fox in the next game, I don't know if I can also afford CJ McCollum. So I, I'd be more likely to get a value player with Portland in addition to Cantor. Uh, Powell, potentially. Not my favorite play. Uh, Mello off the bench. He got a nice boost. 19 shots uh, yeah. with, without Lillard. So he's an option for me. And then do want to mention that Rondé Hollis-Jefferson got the start last game. 22 minutes. Yeah. He's a value option. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, was shifted out of the rotation for that game. So 
something to watch. And uh, Covington threw up another one of his duds with one shot attempt in 24 minutes. So not going to go there tonight. But yeah. uh, Covington's starting to get himself into the P.J. Washington uh, class. Yes. Boom or bust. Do not want to be in that class. No. What, what are you thinking here on this one? You know, I I don't like this game that much. And the reason being is I just can't sift through it in my brain to figure out how it's going to play out. I I feel pretty comfortable game scripting most games, but this one just has a lot of oddities to it. I mean, the number one being who knows if Kyrie, Kyrie or uh, Leonard, uh, I can't even say either one. Okay, let's, let's try it again. <laughs> let's... <laughs> Who knows if Leonard or George are going to play? How about right. if I say it that way? Because we really don't. I mean, first night of back-to-backs, they are notorious for 15 minutes before the game, yanking one or both or who knows. So that's your first big thing because that changes the whole complexion of the game if that happens. I know as of now, they're not suggesting that that's going to happen, but we know that we can't trust you know the Clippers when it comes to that stuff. And then you know after that with Portland – you know, this whole Rondé Hollis-Jefferson signing him and then starting him thing is sort of stunning as well with Lillard being out. I mean, I get it that they're deciding that if they need to try to improve on their defense because it's bad. It's They're the 29th, second to last defensive team in the league, and Hollis-Jefferson can pull that up a little bit for sure. I don't like him for a DFS player, though. I don't think his minutes are safe enough, and he's not an offensive player. He really isn't. He's he's a defensive guy without question, in my opinion. So, you know, not crazy there. I'm with you on the Covington thing. Don't trust him. You know, Powell and CJ are, are interesting to me because if this is going to be a game, those two are going to have to play well. And, you know, we got. I, I'm definitely considering a little possibility – of rostering one of those two, depending on the salary remaining. Uh, Ennis Canner, you know, he's going to be highly owned because when Nurk sits, he plays, he gets the minutes. I'm not sure this is the best scenario for him, though. Um, I may actually steer from him, and I usually play him when Nurk is out. Nurk is out pretty much automatically. But if Kawhi does play, and then you got Morris, who's aggressive, Zubach is a big body. I just think he can get squeezed out a little bit and not get all those easy rebounds that he usually gets. So really, you know, don't trust the, the Clippers side. If George or Leonard sit, I always usually elevate my man Marcus Morris Sr. into the lineup, which would probably be the same here. Uh, but with both of them playing, his usage just slides down enough uh, to not quite make it for me. So I need the news there. I'll be watching very cautiously. Um, I'm going to have a lot of people from Minnesota, Sacramento, so I will be able to shift and put in. If George or Leonard sits, I'll want to play the other one. I'll be able to finagle that with uh, probably the four or five guys that I have from the Minnesota, Sacramento game. So I'll, I'll be fine as far as uh, pivots. Again, it's a super important uh, night to stay involved with this in Discord with the games, the three early games all ending prior to these last two games starting, we'll have a complete picture and know what the situation is uh, going into the the uh, two late games. So again, for me, uh, need the news to see if Kawhi or Leonard are part of it or Morris, depending on who sits. Uh, 
tinkering with the McCollum or Powell possibility, one or the other, and uh, and that's about it. I'm saving most of my spots for this last game, which I will run right into if you'd like me to, Andrew. Take it. All right, this is the game of the night. I think it should be. I think you're going to have more, more ownership here uh, than elsewhere. The good thing that I love about it, though, is the other late game is the one that's on TNT, and I'm telling you, it sways people. It moves the needle in the DFS world when games are national TV games. So I'm loving it. Um, I'm hoping this game can, you know, the, the Sharks are going to be all over it. But as far as the, the, the common Joe out there, and I can say that because my name is Joe, uh, I think they're going to uh, maybe gravitate a little bit from this game. You know, use some of the Kyrie and some Portland uh, Clippers money and be a little short-sighted here, but this is the game. I mean, you talk about all the criteria. They're on a first night of a back-to-back, which means nothing because they're playing each other tomorrow. So it's almost like it doesn't matter. Here's what we got today. You know what we're going to get tomorrow. So that's not an issue. Sacramento's a three-point favorite is all, and it's a 238 total, and a deservedly so total. You've got the second and sixth fastest-paced teams, and the 27th and 30th defensive efficient teams. And the only guys out for Minnesota are Beasley. He's been out for a little bit. And Noel is doubtful. For Sacramento, uh, it's the same uh, three guys, Bagley, Holmes, and Woodward. And we know you were going to play Woodward tonight, right, (laughs) Uh, Andrew? Uh, So, and, you know, the Holmes news is huge because – it changes, you know, the deal with Whiteside and all the, the baloney that they do there inside. Uh, and Bagley's not quite ready to come back. But you got your guns here. You know, you've got my key targets here. I'll just, you know, go through my list. And a lot of it's going to be with roster construction, who I can afford. I like some of the secondary guys here as well. Um, you know, Cat certainly deserves to be mentioned. I don't. I'm not going to be able to probably afford him uh, with Kyrie and some of the other uh, buy-ups, but I think he's very logical choice here. I do like McDaniel's and I do like Edwards. You know, they're the guys that are going to get a ton of shots up. So those are the two guys I'm focusing on the most. Um, D'Angelo Russell, Rubio. Don't really want to mess with that. D'Angelo Russell is inching closer for me to becoming playable because he is a stud and at, you know, this might be the time to pull the trigger on him because he's going to have a game here where he gets enough minutes to put up a 50 burger. And we're all going to be saying, well, now, now we'll play him the next game, but we waited too long. So this might be the game, Andrew, I'm, I'm debating it. Um, so that's in play for me. He's in play for me. And then on the Sacramento side, I mean, you have to put Fox in play. I mean, he's, You talk about a guy that that can't catch a break as far as being a star in the league and getting all the recognition. You know, you've got Curry doing things that no one's done in the history of the league. You've got all these guys just going off, being incredible. And people aren't paying attention to statistically looking at his numbers. I mean, since the All-Star break where he got shunned, I mean, it's just game after game after game. He scores. He rebounds. He's hitting the three. I mean, he's he's playing decent defense, which he was a really poor defender, but he's getting steals. He even comes up with some blocks. So 
Fox is high on my radar. I would love to have him in there. He's getting the edge for me over CJ right now. And I'd love to have Fox and Kyrie as my uh, backcourt. That's my goal in trying to build this. Uh, you know, Heald really agitates the life out of me. He's he's another one of those guys in my book that I don't trust as far as I can throw him. He's in that that bucket with, you know, he can get 55, he can get five. Literally, that, I mean, he can just disappear. So I don't trust him. Harkless, I don't think we have to go to, although he's played better and better. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been just an absolute veteran machine. Scoring, scoring, playing monster minutes, getting it done. This is a good matchup for him against Minnesota. And then you talk about uh, three Advil and five Pepto-Bismol. You know, how can we not think Whiteside is a decent play? I mean, he's enough to drive you absolutely bonkers because uh, he's just so, so bad. And, you know, the Mavs game, he came out the first quarter. It looked like he was going to score 80. I mean, at least a 50-burger you thought was set. Well, you don't know what Walton's going to do. So you got problem number one. You, you have no clue. Secondly, Whiteside is just a doofus. I mean, he he just at times just completely vanishes and at times dominates. It makes no sense, but that's why he drove the guys nuts in Miami and they couldn't get what, you know, wait to get rid of his big contract. But, you know, it's this is a scenario where Cat is not a good defender. Uh, you know, it certainly helps having Whiteside out there to defend him and, you know, I he can get just size alone will get a bunch of rebounds, putbacks. They do look for him on alley-oops and stuff. So I hate to say it as much as I was so furious with him with that horrific uh, three quarters that he played against the Mavericks. I think he had 25 DFS points in the first quarter and finished with like 29. I mean, and, and it wasn't like he sat the whole time. There was a stretch. This is an honest to God truth. The guy is like 7'2" and massive, and he can move real well. He played a stretch of eight minutes against the Mavericks. This is a true. I'm telling you, I will go back and pull this this play-by-play. Uh, -play. He played eight minutes against the Mavericks, who have the worst interior defense in the league, and didn't get a rebound, didn't get a steal, didn't get a block, didn't score a basket. So I don't know how that's really possible. Some of it may be luck just on the bounce here and there, but that tells me the dude, I mean, he's just untrustworthy. We've all known that for a long time. Can he win you a slate? No question about it. You know, does this this matchup fit right into his wheelhouse with Holmes out and Bagley out? No question about it. So salary-wise, I've got to recommend Whiteside here as being a, a pretty good play, and he is going to be in my pool. Uh, he and Fox and Barnes. And then on the other side, you know, Edwards, McDaniels, those are really the five that I'm going to try to probably pull four of and make this my key game of the night. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, on paper, this is an awesome game with basically everything you want for DFS, but I am a little bit shaky on it. And mm. I, I think it is important that they're going to have a rematch tomorrow because the, the, the biggest question mark to me is what are we going to get from Minnesota? Because if you look at their last four or five games, they've really been inconsistent and, and splitting minutes a lot. Guys have not gotten big minutes. Cat missed a couple games. They did have a back-to-back -back in there. So I just don't know if they're going to come out and everybody's going to play 36 minutes and be ready to smash. Or 
if it's a little more balanced and then they do it again tomorrow. Um, so I, I'm, I'm scared about Russell and, and Rubio, even though it's an awesome matchup. Cat is expensive, and I think Whiteside has the length and strength to give him trouble. So I'm, I don't think I want to pay up there. And then Edwards could go off and, and score 35, but he can be pretty dependent on scoring. So I have reservations about all the Minnesota guys. And then with Sacramento, Fox could dominate for sure, but now he's almost 10,000. Will he get 60 fantasy points? Maybe. Um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to invest in the hopes that Minnesota shows up. Um, so Whiteside, you know, probably would be my favorite play here. Uh, it's just, it's tough now because I've already, you know, stated that I like Cantor and Capella, three centers. So it's really tough here. And then the other thing is, I don't, you know, Walton showed his Waltonness in that last one with healed disappearing, only playing 23 minutes. Halliburton Ridiculous. only played 16 minutes. He makes the Walton. If they don't fire him like as soon as possible, they're out of their minds. Yeah. So you had DeLon Wright and Terrence Davis get big run. Terrence He's, Davis looked like he should be on the all-star team. Right. I, they, they featured him like every time down, but how do you count on that? You know, he, well, I, I don't think you can, but no. can, can you count on healed getting, 32 minutes again who knows uh, it's so it's really tough with these guys um so it's it feels more like gpp options for me um but wow. uh it's it's i i think a lot will turn tonight on on what what group shows up from minnesota how many minutes are out there and yep. uh, and how they look but and, and you know you may have a lot of people that go your route and a lot of people that go my route with mm-hmm. stacking this game and we're gonna have a even though it's only five games, there's going to be a huge variant of, of type of builds, I think, that people are going to use. Yeah, it, it is going to be a lot of fun. So hope everyone enjoyed the breakdown here. Uh, as Coach said, if you'd like to get our lineups and see how everything plays out in the end, DFSCoachDoc.com, sign up there, and we'll get you into our Discord with an email. We give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock every night. So that is the scoop. Coach, any final words here? No, I'm ready to get after it. It's going to be a phenomenal basketball night and baseball night, and uh, I'm refreshed. I'm I'm ready to go, and uh, this is going to be a good night. Yes, sir. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.